subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, I listened to the full allotment of Sam Pittman live last night. I know at one point you were joking with him about you might have to get a nap in on, on Saturday. I just want to let you know we got a cot at our tailgate at the Grove. And if you wanna if you wanna take a little shut eye before the game, you've you've got a perfect spot for it. You guys have a cot? We got a cot for you, man. Just for What you. do you have a cot for? Well, let's just say that we're preparing for what uh it will start about ten AM that day. Not myself, of course. It's a work no, day of for me. Not. But for the uh, the compadres I'm with, we know what's ahead for a long, long day. Okay. Well, I guess you guys are ready to roll. Ready to roll, were, man. We were. Were you ever soft enough in your day? You needed a cot at your tailgate, or I mean, th- th- this is amazing to me. Well, that was never part of the day then. No, I mean, look, I you know I'm a little older now. Cot sounds pretty good yeah. in the <laughs> afternoon, but not but, in your twenties. Uh, no, when I was in my twenties. No. 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 What's well, not, guys? It's not for me. You guys know I yeah. I got all the energy in the world. I'm not worried about that. And of course, it's a work day. I'm not worried about some of the other activities that take place on a game day. But this is a this is glad a tr- you're residing on that pedestal there, Ty. Yeah, you you're a great me. example for all of us. You know me, man. The epitome of a role model. Um, but this kind of like Dallas last week. This is a trip. I know a lot of my friends being from Central Arkansas, a lot of friends in Eastern Arkansas. Chuck, there'll be a good chunk of. Razorback fans there. Oh, they're always Razorback fans when we play in Oxford. There'll be a lot of them there. If you live in the eastern part of the state, this is the biggest game of the year because you've got bragging rights on the line. you got to work with these people. I know for the folks over around Helena and up and down that eastern corridor, I mean, there's no bigger game than the one that's going to be played Saturday night. Arkansas and Ole Miss seem to always play entertaining games, and I would anticipate this being that way too. I know that the the score wasn't necessarily as close as it's been last year and years past, but we did have a really entertaining game between Rocket Sanders and Quinshawn Judkins. And Coach Pittman was talking about that a little bit yesterday, just Rocket feeling better and trying to get back into his old self. I uh, believe that the, the knee is feeling much better than it did last week and then obviously he played and made a nice nice run on the on the screen and things of that nature and and anytime you have some problems and injury a lot of times your confidence in your mind it goes towards the injury more than towards the performance and I think by being hit and doing all those things, I think he probably feels a lot better about it. He's had a good week. Chuck, I know there wasn't a plethora of offensive positives last week, but it was nice to see Rocket break away that one screen play and, and see some of his speed back in action on the field. Yeah, and they're going to have to have more of that, and they're going to have to run the ball well. Um, and I think they know that, and they've made some changes this week to try to try to bring that about. So, you know, you don't just say because Arkansas and Ole Miss have played entertaining games, this is automatically going to be one. I do think there's that potential, uh, but Arkansas has got to be better up front. It sounds like, based on what Coach Pittman has said this week, that you know they do feel like this is what's going to give them a better chance. 
Um, you know, to me, it boils down to sometimes, and I know this sounds simple, but center's got to snap the ball. You know, sometimes that's with the quarterback under center. Sometimes it's in the gun, and there's been some times when the ball's been on the ground. But from what I'm told, uh, Kudis has done a pretty good job this week in that regard. And that if, you know, a center can do what a center does that we take for granted, uh, except when it doesn't work, uh, if he can do all those things, I think they've got a chance to make this move a positive for him. So we talk about this being a big game for KJ, which North Panola High School is less than 30 miles from Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. But it's also a big game for Patrick Kudis. I mean, Christian Brothers High School is an hour and a half. It's not far. He's going to have a lot of family there. And you were talking about kind of the positives that you've heard from Coach this week about the offensive line. And Patrick Kudis, he also touched on that yesterday. Obviously, there's a lot of different reasons to shuffle your line. One is to get attention, get the attention of your guys that are playing. One of them is a changing up that would hopefully help you perform better. I like where we're at after day two. We have some things to clean up, but I do like the moves that we've made. I like them. We're a work of progress, but I think we can get there by Saturday and what we want to get accomplished. I think that's encouraging for fans to hear this morning that, again, it may not go perfectly on Saturday, and I would anticipate it's not, just based on some changes, but you do at least like hearing that things have been positive from that perspective. I think they'll be better at guard. I think they'll be better at guard. I think moving Limmer over to guard makes them better. You can move Braun over to the other side. I think you're better at guard uh, right away when you make this move. Uh, Kudus has played center before, has worked at center before, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. And I think he's been enthusiastic about the move. You can move Latham over to tackle because he's your most experienced lineman. If you really go back and look at the game Saturday, the right side of that line got blown up over and over and over again. And you got to make some changes there. And it sounds like, you know, they like the way it's gone this week. But now look, you got to go out and play the game. I don't anticipate that there's going to be um, a problem. Because let's just be frank, it hasn't been that great. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're going to go out there and just be appreciably worse than it's been. I mean, they had 174 yards last week. So, I think that you do what you have to do in this situation. He said some of it's to get the attention of the guys who are playing. Uh, That's part of this, too. You've got to know, and I've always believed this, you've got to know when you go to practice that somebody's trying to take your job. You know, you've got to feel that every day. We talk about the pros a lot in the NFL. These guys go to practice every single day knowing somebody is angling for their job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. I think there needs to be a situation on every team where people don't get so comfortable that they know when they come to practice that unless the world ends, they got the starting job wrapped up. That includes everybody. Now, look, you'd love to have a quarterback, and Arkansas has got one where he's the undisputed starter. But I think at a lot of these other spots, playing a little bit scared is okay. Yeah. Not, we're not going to play the game on paper, but when you look at Ole Miss's defense on paper and their numbers, 10th in scoring defense in the SEC, 11th in total defense, uh, 12th in rushing defense, 13th in passing defense. I, I don't want to say they're ripe for the picking, but this ought to be an opportunity for the offense to get some things going and maybe 
you know, when you look back on 12 or 13 or 11 drives or whatever you have in the game that you scored seven or eight touchdowns perhaps on the game. Well, here, you know, it's a team game. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss is 4-1. and one, And the thing that I notice when I figured out or when I was filling out um, a lot of their stuff is their offense helps their defense in that they don't turn the ball over. You know, Dart's thrown two interceptions. And they've lost one fumble. Uh, they don't give up many sacks. They've given up ten sacks in five games. Mm-hmm. So, frankly, you know, if your objective at the end of the night is to have more points than the other guys, when your offense can help your defense the way they do, you know, then you get to the flip side. They've intercepted three passes, which is not an inordinate number, but they've recovered four fumbles. Um, they have 37 tackles for loss. So while statistically they've given up points, they've given up yards, when you look at it from a team perspective, their defense has been good enough for them to be 4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that does have to do with the fact that even though they are very good, very fast, and can score a lot on offense, they also are very fundamental. Uh, they protect the ball. Uh, they don't allow pressure on their quarterback as much as some teams do. Uh, they're balanced, 13 rushing touchdowns, 13 passing touchdowns. But, you know, here's the thing. There are only about eight or ten teams, if that many, who don't have problems on the offensive line right now. Uh, Ole Miss has had some issues. They had issues on the offensive line in the Alabama game. Jackson Dart said after the LSU game, these guys have, you know, heard it from people all week long. Um, And that's a team that's 4-1. and So, you know, you look at their offensive line, they got a lot of guys who played a lot of games. They got two transfers that have come in. They've been starters other places, uh, but it's taken them a little time to get things going. They got it going against LSU, but it's not been that way every time they've played. You talk about turnovers. This is the number one and number two teams in the conference in turnover margin. Right, so right. both are very good at uh, at balancing that out. If they, if they give one up, they get it back. Well, you know, look, numbers are numbers are important. But, you know, that's one of the things people go to at the start of every week. Oh, they're ranked here and there. They're ranked here and there. I want to know what their record is. I want to know are they opportunistic on defense. You can give up a lot. You can give up a bunch of yards. But if you're stingy in the red zone and you force turnovers, you can get away with it and win most of the games that you play. Now, the one thing that I will say about Ole Miss, they're kind of like Arkansas. They've been really good at getting into the red zone, and they've been really good at scoring in the red zone, but it's not always touchdowns. You know, Arkansas has dropped to 12 of 18 now, 18 trips to the red zone, 12 touchdowns. You want to be better than that. Ole Miss, 25 trips into the red zone, more than Arkansas, but they've scored 16 touchdowns. You know, that's not a great percentage. It's good, but it's not great. Four times they've gotten into the red zone and they've come away empty. Arkansas has only had one trip where they've gone into the red zone and come away empty. That goes back to your offensive line play. And so that's why I say, even with Ole Miss and a lot of teams out there, with the portal, with new guys, um, blending in a first-year starter here and there in some cases, it takes a little while to get that going. And when you think about Lane Kiffin, whether it's in the red zone or near midfield, he's going to be aggressive. That's his mantra. That's his, been his, his thing for a while as a head coach. Arkansas is going to be in a situation defensively where they're going to face 
a fourth down on the other side of the football. And it is so important for them to get off the field and those whether it's fourth and two, fourth and five. I mean, we know Kiffin's gonna go for it. He's gonna give you chances to get turnover on downs and Arkansas's gotta be able to take advantage of those. Well, they're gonna go on fourth. They've gone thirteen times. Uh they've gone thirteen times on fourth down this year, and that is one of the things that, you know, are kind of hallmarks of what his you know, what he's done there and mm-hmm. when he gets in that uh, you know that that plus zone there. Um, he will go for it on fourth down. I, I'm I'm more concerned about third downs really. Um, fourth downs are important, and those situations are going to come up. But you know they convert uh, they convert 41 percent of the time on third down. Now the one thing that I will say, you know, when you have to go for it on fourth, it means you've not converted on third. Um, so. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Arkansas force them into having to go for it on a bunch of fourth down situations because that means you've been good on third down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how those line changes work out. And, and you know, this is the last of shuffling the, the seats. I, I'm interested more than anything. Could Kudas get the, the snap there reliably or is that going to be a problem? Because it's not been fluid. It's not been perfect the last couple of weeks. No, and that's the big question. I mean, that's you know that's why I brought it up a little earlier. I think that when you look at that, it sounds simple, and we take it for granted. Uh, but it can screw up a play when a quarterback's got to take his eyes off downfield. It it can screw up a play. So yeah, he's 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 got to be good in that area. Again, he's he's worked at that spot before, uh, so it's not completely foreign to him, and he's been enthusiastic about the move. And we'll see how it works out. Yeah. So a lot of people going to be on the move, Chuck, around the state to get to Oxford. If you're on the move, whether it's Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, or the River Valley, our friends at Wiker are there for you. They are indeed, and they're all over the region. You know, Wiker Realtors, the Griffin Company, Fort Smith, Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, Branson. Uh, if you are a buyer or a seller, uh, these are the folks you need to talk to, WikerGriffin.com is the address that you need to remember. I can tell you about my experience with them. That's what I can tell you about the best as a buyer and a seller. Uh, both times it worked out really beyond what my expectations were. We've talked about how well-trained they are, and I think that's the key to it all. They've got their real estate school, Clark Long School of Real Estate. Uh, if you want to be a real estate agent, they can train you. But when you deal with one of their agents, what you need to know is you are dealing with the best trained in the business. And that's what gets you from contract to close. Again, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Springdale, Bentonville, Branson. And you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. Do you see Ole Miss got double whammy this week from the Southeastern Conference? Chuck, I don't know if you've you've got that email I saw as well. some of that. But they... so. They had to pay the hundred thousand dollars to LSU. It's a new rule enacted by the SEC, where the uh, home school, if you rush the field, the visiting school, if it's in the league, you have to pay them. So they got hit with that. They also get uh, got hit with a seventy five thousand dollar financial penalty for throwing bottles and stuff on the field. And they're trying to figure out the uh, people that did that, and they're going to be done with Ole Miss athletic events for the remainder of the 2023-2024 academic year. Plus, their alcohol it, um, is up for possible revoking. So they, again, if they have another incident, they might pull, the SEC might pull away their opportunity to sell alcohol 
at the stadium. So this is, again, they lost $170,000 in, in one day. And I know, again, that's that's a lot of money to us. I don't know what it is for the athletics department, but that's $175K. It's a lot of money. Well, that's a bad look. I mean, I watched the game. It was a bad look. I mean, it was, um, you know, you had bottles and stuff coming down. That's a bad look. And you ought to be fine for that. And, look, there are ways, at least there should be ways, to identify who these people are. I don't know what their camera situation, security situation is there. I don't know. But I know that, um, yeah, it's Bush. I mean, it's Bush League when you do that there or anywhere. I mean, it is. And, um, gosh, I can't imagine anybody well, who think alcohol sales would have something to do with it. No. I mean, <laughs> it's but shocking. It, I, you know, I hate to use the word karma, but this is kind of what happened to to Ole Miss at Tennessee 100%. a year ago, and what, mustard bottles and golf balls and everything else were thrown yeah. at Lane Kiffin, so it's, it's kind of come around full circle. Wherever it happens, yeah. wherever it happens, it's Bush. Hey, I'll tell you what, that one kid for Ole Miss, he ran out there on the field, and he ended up on his backside. And, every, yeah. and everybody, of course, screamed about the player, and I'm thinking, well, what no, about no. the stupid no, kid? No, 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 no. I thought he got exactly well, what he deserved. He, he told the guy to go F himself, and he oh, got up in his yeah. face. I had no... Uh, well, Mess I, around and find out. Yeah, well, um, that's not exactly how the phrase goes, but, you know, that's exactly what he found uh, out. And no one's no one's feel sorry for an old Miss frat boy here on Arkansas Sports Talk Radio. Well, I'm not talking about here. I was just talking about the general reaction. I heard yeah. people getting on... The player. You enter that field, you're on your own. Yeah, I agree with that. It's dangerous territory. So, Ole Miss, again, got a big-time win against LSU. LSU's got a really interesting matchup in Columbia, Missouri this weekend as they take on Missouri. This uh, this is a game that I looked at at the beginning of the season. was like, all right, LSU's going to roll them. But you look at the spread on the Bet Saracen app, it favors LSU a little over five. But guys, it's only like five and a half. Five. So, it's not like this is a game where... A lot of people think it's going to be a blot or anything. This is going to be a tough game for Dane Daniels and Brian Kelly to come out with a win the way Missouri's playing offense. Well, right a- anytime you go on the road, I mean, it's 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 not simple. Uh, Mizzou's 5-0, and and you have to give them credit for that. Their best win, I guess, is over Kansas State, mm-hmm. uh, based on what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat Middle Tennessee by four, and Middle Tennessee's 1-4 and four right now. So, you know, I don't know that you look at Mizzou as a five and O team and say, you know, they're a they're a threat to win the league, but yet they're five and O, and you have to give them credit for that. And um, as we've seen, sometimes going up to Columbia will, I mean, it'll lull you to sleep. Yes, that's, 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 that was my because I've been there for a game, and it's a different environment on the other end of the scale where. Yeah, you walk in, it's a, it's a sleepy little place, and I think sometimes your energy level comes down. Well, I don't know what it is like right now. Generally, you know, in fact, always, we've played them at the end of the year. Yeah. And the reality is, in most of those years, one of the teams wasn't any good, either us or them. Um, they're 5-0 and now. They're ranked. You know, Eli's talking trash every time he opens his mouth right now. And so, they're excited. They've got energy, and... Uh, I would imagine it'll be as hostile as they can make it up there. I, I've we've not seen Mizzou. You know, I know they had some success early on when they came into the league, but I don't know how many of us were really paying attention. Just just to be real honest, everybody's paying attention now. So I'll be anxious to see what it's like up there. I suspect it'll be better than it's been, but I, it's not going to be like you know playing at Georgia or Alabama no. or Baton Rouge or someplace like that. Well, speaking of Alabama, they go to College Station, 12th man this weekend. Two years ago, they lost on a last-second field goal. This line has shrunk 
to just one and a half in favor of the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is a situation where, Tommy, you've addressed it all week. AM's defensive lines look pretty good. They're going to have to play a stout game to stop Jalen Milrose getting outside the pocket on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, and if, if you know, we're going to find out if they're for real. I, I believe they are, but they got to prove it this week. I mean, Auburn and Arkansas aren't the, the, the class of the league this year. So if you want to prove that you're a. Uh, you're what your stats and what your numbers and what your ranking and all these things say you are. And I guess they're looking for ranking, but um, you got to play well this week against Bama. I don't think Alabama's offense has been all that great. I hadn't. I mean, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't look at Alabama. I say this respectfully, but I don't. I don't see a juggernaut offense there. But better than Auburn and Arkansas, maybe so up front. Maybe well, I mean, maybe so. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think A&M is going to struggle defensively you know I, I don't think for example after playing well against Arkansas they're going to go out and lay an egg defensively against Alabama I'd, but I don't think they'll I, have 15 TFLs and seven sacks I either this week I don't know I don't know Melrose um I, I I'm, I'm I'm inclined to think A&M's got a good chance to win that game Melrose thrown a pick in the last two games against Ole Miss and again their win last week against Mississippi State. He's a guy that is turnover prone at this point. I think AM's gonna put him in some tough situations and he's gonna make a mistake or two on Saturday. I'll tell you this, if AM can score thirty points, I think they win the game. I don't know if they can. But I think if they score 30 points, they win the game. Anaya Smith last year had a really good game against them, and he's uh, he's talked a little bit this week. That'll be an intriguing matchup to watch to see what Alabama's DBs do against him, which we know Anaya Smith always seems to have a good game against Arkansas. How big a win would this be for Jimbo this week? Well, it'd be a huge win. It'd be a huge win. Anytime you beat Alabama, it's a huge win. You get a lot of mileage out of beating Alabama. They'd have sole possession of first place in the West. Because LSU's lost, and Alabama would have lost. They'll be number one in the West. I mean, they still have to beat LSU at the tail end of the year. I forget whether, if that game's in College Station or Baton Rouge. And he'll see, have done it twice. See, well, see, my, based on my conversations with the A&M people that I trust, this Jimbo on the hot seat stuff, that's, that's not true. That's outside noise. Uh, the people that I know, um, not just because of the finances, but they think they got a pretty good team right now. And I'm not so sure they don't. Now, we'll find out. They've stubbed their toe at Miami. But I don't think Jimbo's in trouble. I think the outside world would like him to be in trouble. And they try to talk that situation up. But I think A&M's pretty good. And I think they got a shot to beat Alabama. And you got another week of Max Johnson getting all the reps, all the attention from Bobby Petrino, and another week under his belt. I, oh. I think he'll... He'll play better than he's been playing. I talked to an A&M beat writer that I respect that usually has pretty good knowledge, and supposedly Petrino wanted Johnson to start, but Jimbo picked Wigman to start. No, uh, that's that's uh, he likes them both. That's 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 again a media-driven narrative that there's this disagreement between Fisher and Petrino. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more 
Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Tom, who is we're talking about again World Teacher Day. Who is your favorite teacher growing up at any point? Oh gosh. Um, well, I had a teacher in the second grade who also taught me in the fifth grade. She thought I was a genius. Miss, Miss Glore. Uh, at Fort Sill, uh, Oklahoma. I'll, I will say her. She thought you were a genius? <laughs> she thought I was pretty special. They tried to uh, <laughs> advance me a grade, but my parents wouldn't have it because wow. I was young. So Man. anyway, she uh, she boosted my ego pretty good. You're a brainiac. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't act like one or talk like one, but thanks. <laughs> Tom, there's going to be plenty advancing of, of the football on Saturday night. Definitely by Ole Miss, and Arkansas fans are hoping for the same as well. One of the things that Chuck was talking about with Coach Pittman last night is being able to to bounce back after Ole Miss scores. We saw that against LSU. Didn't see that so much against A&M. How do you think they're going to be able to do that on Saturday night in Oxford? Well, it's really it's just a function of trusting your, your team, trusting the scheme, trusting your teammate, and and what you read and and how you how you execute plays on offense. Um, you can dissect this game in a lot of different ways. Uh, Ole Miss had seven hundred and three yards on Arkansas last year, but they scored six points in the first half. Um, if you get a timely turnover, I mean, I, Drew Sanders had a pick, Jackson Dart didn't see him, and some other things happened in that game that Arkansas jumped all over them. I'm not sure if Sam Pittman and them were very comfortable. I mean, even after Rocket Sanders started the second half with that long touchdown run, it was 42-6. to six. You're adding it up in your head. Is there time? And, and it almost felt like there was time. So uh, Ole Miss can be very, very explosive, but you got to get a few timely stops, maybe a turnover or two, and then um, Arkansas has got to find a way to be you know, more productive. Uh, their offense has got to – move the ball. I mean, we haven't seen a game yet where they just really leaned on their run game and just kind of dominated, took took control of the game the way they were in some games last year. Tom, uh, Coach talked about the shuffling along the offensive line. said he liked what he's seen on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Going to carry that into practice. Devin Manuel, they were kind of resting to make sure he was ready for Saturday. Sounds like we are definitely going to see changes along the offensive line uh, come Saturday night. Yeah, it looks pretty certain. And the thing is, um, 
Tokudis at center. He's he's played there before. Uh, Limmer, maybe he's more comfortable playing the guard position. Um, certainly, Cam Ball was excited to see uh, Bo Limmer back at guard. I mean, that's just being a good teammate. If you ask me about Cam Ball <laughs> and what he said on Tuesday night, but um, it's hard to think that you could make these changes and go into a game and not have any, you know, just any slip ups on mm-hmm. what position am I? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm left guard now, or you know what I mean on what your responsibility is, but they feel like it's something that will get guys more concentrating on, on what they're doing. And maybe they can let things fly a little bit more, but as, as Sam Pittman said, they had to try something and um, you can't just keep saying thinking, well, we're going to do what we do. And we're just going to do it better because they didn't do it very well against A&M. Is the key or the biggest move in all this, Kudis to center, uh, just because of the snap, because it's the middle of the line, because A-gaps left and right of you, is is that the most important move to work out in all of this? Well, probably so, because he's touching the ball on every play, but it's it all interlocks, right? Uh, I mean, Brady Latham over at right tackle, how will he hold up? I mean, that's been that's been a problem. There's been pressure off the right side. Well, there's been pressure off the left side as well, but... Um, you know, they've just, they, to me, they've got to find a way to get some push on the line and and have a good read from KJ. And as, as Sam Pittman said, running backs got to make some guys miss, got to run with authority, got to run where the hole is going to be uh, to get some confidence going in that run game. Talking with Tom Murphy here this morning on the McClary Daniel Hotline. Tom, you mentioned again Rocket being back. Coach addressed that a couple times yesterday on, on several media occasions. Do you think he's 100% heading into this game, or is he still kind of recovering with the, the swelling of his knees that he's been dealing with the last few weeks? Right. Well, I mean, we're not getting the uh, inside scoop on the medical report or what have you, but you've got to think that if there was swelling on his knee, um, you know, how, how much flexibility, how much power does he generate from it? Um, I mean, hey, he looked pretty good on the screen pass against Texas A&M. He made, he made some guys miss. He, he broke some tackles. Um and I'm sure he's not 100%. Who is it this time of the season football? But probably getting closer. So, on the other side, Quinshaw Judkins had his best game of the year. He's been dealing with injuries as well. How, how much more difficult does that make game planning for Kiffin and that offense when you're having to deal with a much better and much healthier Quinshaw Judkins? Yeah, he's powerful. He's a, he's a good downhill runner. Um you know, it was just a straight-up shootout last year, and they had Zach Evans added 200 yards himself. So they had two 200-yard rushers, and Rocket ran for 200-plus. Um, I watched a good bit of the second half against LSU last week. They challenge you in so many ways. They just have some toss plays where, you know, they're trying to um, get seal blocks from their inside guys and let Judkins um, or uh, Ulysses Bentley um Take on, like, here comes a nickel or here comes a safety. And if their receiver can hold the cornerback off, you're looking at some one-on-one stuff out on the edge. And they, I saw a lot of that against LSU. So you know Arkansas is going to get those quick tosses. And then they had the fake quick toss. Um, and then the quarterback, Dart, would keep the ball through a gap up the middle. So mm-hmm. the, Lane Kiffin runs a very, very challenging uh, system. And as Sam Pittman pointed out with us yesterday, They'll come to the line. They're trying to go fast, but they'll come to the line, and if they see you in a certain alignment, you know they'll they'll change and and flood a zone with their receivers and kind of outnumber you. Um, it's it's a uh, it's quite the task. You got to tackle well in space, 
and you you got to read stuff quickly and, and react. Yeah, Dart didn't have a great game against Alabama a couple weeks ago, but I think we could say that about a lot of QBs. Didn't have a great game against Arkansas last year. With him looking more in sync with this offense, I mean, what element does that also add trying to cover Ole Miss and, and him particularly in the run game? Well, they're just playing with a lot of confidence right now based off that one game. And um, I don't know what Kiffin was up to verbally, the way he talked about Alabama and who's calling plays on defense, but it didn't work. Um, but their offense did show up the following week. And with Judkins seemingly healthier, uh, with Dart in a rhythm, um, they, and them at home, um, you know, there is going to be – sometimes there's a little bit of an emotional, emotional lull after you get so up. And so Arkansas, you know, that might be one thing to their advantage that, that Ole Miss feels like, well, we just beat LSU. Uh, Arkansas shouldn't be as tough. And so Arkansas has got to show up with a game plan they believe in and try to get on top of them to have a chance to win. Hey, a little side note here. What do you think now of LSU after watching their game with Ole Miss, looking at their defense, seeing them against the Razorbacks the week prior? Has your thoughts or opinion of LSU changed at all? Well, it has. I, they're just not very good defensively, and it says so in the numbers. Um, I think what they've done with Harold Perkins, uh, tried to get him more at you know on the inside, and, and I think they've tried to change that, but they're not near as um, explosive defensively as they had been. Um, Ole Miss tore them up. Arkansas really moved the ball well on them. So, um, long way to go. They still have Bama to play, too, and, and A&M. So, um, it could be one of those years where, you know, Daniels and the offense, they look really good, but they're not playing complimentary football right now. Yeah, but if they put it together, they're still in a position with beating Alabama and running the table the rest of the way. They could be a real problem uh, down the road for the league with two losses. They could still find their way to Atlanta. Yeah, if they do get it together, that's for sure. Uh, we know that they're capable. Um, but, you know, Florida State beat them early on, too, and I don't know, Arkansas definitely had a chance. Uh, that was a that was a fun game. That was where Arkansas was more uh, more on offensively, and you've got to hope that they are to have a chance against Ole Miss. Another quick uh, league question: A and M Alabama this weekend. We got to see that A and M front really create problems the last two weeks, including Arkansas. Who do you think wins that game this weekend, Tom, in College Station? Well, I had to pick it for our deal at the paper, um, and I picked A and M. And I know there might be a little recency bias in that, but I like what they're doing defensively. I mean, they really gave Arkansas problems the way they pressured KJ. Um, no first downs in the second or third quarter. Um, you know, Max Johnson, you can think of him or look at him maybe as a, a caretaker uh, type quarterback, but yeah, and they've got to get those meshes down because they gave Arkansas the ball once with the, a bad mesh. And then, uh, of course, you know, that was a nice hit by Jordan Crook on the helmet that led to the fumble recovered by Brad Spence, but um, if if he takes care of the ball, um, I think they've got enough in their ars- offensive arsenal. Hopefully Evan Stewart is okay for them. When Evan Stewart was out of the game the other night, the other day, uh, that's when Arkansas like seemingly had a chance. He came back in the game, made a big play. Mm-hmm. That number nine from them, I-, I bet he dropped three or four passes, so uh, he- he's got to tighten it up. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. 
try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So we got a question earlier from Rusty about the red-white game, which was last night in Barnhill Arena. Guys, good crowd last night. There's a lot of people that attended, some that won't get a chance to, to watch this team in person the rest of the season. A couple of stats from last night. Jeremiah Davenport, the Cincinnati transfer, was 6 of 10 from the field, including 5 of 8 from 3, had 19 points. Joseph Pinion had an outstanding game. 20 points, 7 of 8 from the field, had three triples, also a couple dunks. Devontae Davis had 11 points in the fourth quarter. He ended up with 13 overall. But it was a fun, entertaining game last night that featured plenty of highlights if you got a chance to partake in it. I looked at a few of them early this morning before we came on the air. Obviously, we were doing Coach Pittman's show last night. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it, but the video that I saw is a great crowd. Um, I think people are, number one, excited about the team and Muss and the new players. But I think being in Barnhill is a special deal, too. I think it's great that they do that. Yeah, it's an awesome setup. And the uh, just the whole ensemble of last night, I know a lot of people were, uh, were very happy to see that. And, again, excitement. I had forgotten they're going to play UT Tyler. I kept thinking the, the first exhibition game was Purdue. They'll play UT Tyler on October the 20th, which is a Friday. It's the Friday before Mississippi State. Then the bye week will be when you play Purdue. So you've got to got a little bit of a, a setup before you take on one of the better teams in college basketball. Yeah, and they'll have, obviously, a lot of time on the practice floor, too. So it'll be... Uh It'll be here before we know it. It, it, it might just, it just seems like it's starting a little earlier than usual. Oh, it year. always does. It, you know, used to, you had your first practice, you had Midnight Madness on October 15th. Yeah. And uh, that's when it all kind of cranked up. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> they start really early. I mean, I'm not sure. for the, sure. I don't know that the season's starting any earlier, just the, the lead up to the season seems to be more and more. And then I think it's because also these August or the, the summer practices and what they do at the beginning of the, the academic year. We, we, we focus a little but more yeah, on those now than we, we never did worry. We didn't yeah. worry about them before. Here's the thing. People care because they're going to well, be that's good. A, that's, a, that's, that's right. The, the whole thing is, I mean, five-plus years ago for two decades, you didn't really care because the team wasn't going to be any good. They're going to be good. Well, I will say this, though. They're, you know, back in the 90s when they were this good and better, um, you know, it didn't start this early. You know, I mean, people were talking about it this early. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but there weren't opportunities to go. But just, you know, beyond that, I, I just think the opportunity to for people to go to Barnhill last night, some went to turn back the clock, some went to watch the team, some went because it's the only time they'll get a chance to go this year. And, and it all added up to a nice event. And let's be honest, if the football team was 5-0, and 
Yeah, this I mean, it'd be a it'd be a passing note mm-hmm. that the basketball team had red a red white game. So, oh, I don't know. They're uh, they're pretty highly thought of now. I know, but if football was five, and I old, hear what you're saying, but I think you'd still have a big crowd. I think you'd have the same crowd. I did see a handful of social media posts. Um, tongue-in-cheek maybe, uh, that said, ah, football season's over, but at least basketball season's here. So I think there's there's some truth to that at that point. Well, and if basket, in the years when basketball disappointed, people said, well, at least we got baseball coming it's up. A, and an, and uh, if baseball didn't go to Omaha, it's, oh, it's just been a terrible year. It's an ever-rotating well, clock. What are those track meets? When do they have them track meets? Uh, keeps going around. Uh, media days, SEC basketball media days. Trevor Brazil and Devo Davis are going to be for the men. And then Michaela Daniels and Samara Spencer. When is that? October 18th and 19th. So it's wow. coming up in a couple weeks that's as well. Birmingham or is that? It's in Birmingham. Birmingham. So it used to, just be, mo- used to be just one day, right, Tommy? Or is it all well, it's, it's varied over the years. I've been to them where there's, they were multiple days like this one. Then they moved it to Charlotte with the SEC Network. Then they've. It's moved around a little bit, and it, for a while it was a one-day deal, which made it, I think, more difficult for, for organizations like ours to get there and do it. Yeah, we so, it's just right in the middle of football season. It's, it's hard. just hard. It's hard for us to get down there. Speaking of football, hey, what's going on with Dwight McLaughlin? What's his status for Saturday? Coach Pittman touched on that yesterday. Not as great a progress I'd like for him to. We still don't know if he'll be available on Saturday or not, but uh, I wish he was healing up a little bit faster than what he is. Now, you had Jalen Braxton, the true freshman for Frisco, starting this last game. He's played a lot this season, probably going to start on Saturday. We know Jaheim Singletary started in games, played a good chunk of it. Um, you'd love to have Dwight back for this game, but you at least have some. you're not throwing some guys out there that haven't played a lick all season at this point. Yeah, I think Snacks will play some corner, probably mostly corner would be my guess. Um, they'll, uh, you know, they got bodies back there. Losing McLaughlin if he doesn't play uh, certainly is a, I mean, you're not as good without him, that's for sure. And uh, But they got some guys back there that'll step in. Yeah. All right, last two things in your hog update. Arkansas Volleyball extended their match streak to 12 wins. They sweep LSU on the road in straight sets. They'll play Missouri this Sunday at 3 o'clock. It's also going to be on the SEC Network Plus. And unfortunately yesterday, the final round of the Blessings Collegiate got rained out for both the men and the women. Men and the women swept it, guys. Men ended up shooting minus 13. The women shot minus 11 after two rounds. So they walked away the victors on their home course. Congratulations to them. Big, big performances by both of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure they'd love to have played yesterday. But they played awfully well Monday and Tuesday. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Tommy, last week, Kelso Hot from Mountain Home High School took home our ESPN Arkansas High School Player of the Week, presented by Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Congrats to him. Yep. The three nominees this week are Drake Lindsay from Fayetteville High School, TJ Brogdon from Hot Springs, and Jackson Daly from Alma. Those are the mm-hmm. guys that have a chance to win our ESPN Arkansas High School Player of the Week this week. Just go to hitthatline.com. You'll see the high school tab at the top of the page. Click on that. You can vote so once an hour, right? Vote once an hour okay. through a Sunday night. You know, Drake Glensey had a great game last week, 500 yards, over 500 yards in a win against Rodgers. Uh, Jackson Daly, uh, Adam Daly's son, you probably remember him. He was yep. Back when you had a fullback, he was the quintessential fullback at Arkansas. 
His uh, his son Jackson had 320 yards and seven touchdowns in their win over Farmington. And T.J. Brogdon for Hot Springs High caught five touchdowns in their win over Hope. So you can choose your player of the week and vote for that at hitthatline.com and the player see, of the week. See, that's what we need. We need more ex-Razorbacks with really good kids. Well, I mean, kids who are really, yeah. really good players. Yeah. Those are the. That's what we need. We need more of those. Yeah, our high school player of the week is presented again by Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Visit them at shamrockroofer.com. But you can vote through Sunday. Vote for your favorite player. Like uh, Ty said, you can stuff the ballot box once an hour, every hour. Get your friends, your family, your whole school, whatever to vote. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So I was Richard Davenport earlier this week. Did Patrick... Kudis play center all at high school? His answer was no, but he did cross-train it there last season. Here was Coach talking with Chuck last night about the importance of cross-training this situation. You know, we wouldn't make a move if somebody's never played something in, you know, in the middle of the season, but he has. And uh, I feel like uh, letting Bo Lemmer go and just play guard like he used to and let him kind of cut loose and I think that'll make us better there at that position. So, yeah, we've we've done a lot of cross training because you know we're not we're not too deep quite just yet, ready to play. But so you have to. You know, I remember back in the preseason when Pittman was talking about the backup center, and we were commenting on it and how you know coaches worry about things the rest of us don't worry about. They see things the rest of us don't see. And lo and behold, here we are five games into the season and the setter is an issue and you've got a guy that is moving over there, albeit a guy who has played there. And I've thought about that this week. You know, he was speaking in terms then of could Amari Wiggins uh, step up and, and, you know, assume that solid backup role. That's a lot to ask for a guy that played four games in junior college a year ago. I mean, that's just a lot to ask. But I've been mindful of that this week, that, you know, again, even in preseason practice, when a coach comes on and talks about, we got to find a backup setter, um, things like that do rear their head during the course of the season, and, and it's reared its head for the Razorbacks. And now, again, we're seeing what will happen on Saturday, because unless something crazy happens, this is what they're going to roll out with based on, again, you read the tea leaves, what Coach is saying this week. I expect them to roll this out. And the other thing is he referenced it there with Limmer. 
Cam Ball talked about it on Tuesday night. It's like, Bo doesn't have to wait to snap anymore. He just goes up and hits you now. And there was a definite force, apparently, that Cam and the rest of the defensive tackles felt in practice earlier this week. Well, it's, it stands to reason when you look at where he's played over the course of his career that that's where he is most comfortable. So you would expect him to pick up right where he left off. And it sounds like he has. You know, there are obviously other, you know, there are other spots on the offensive line. And, you know, how healthy is Devin Manuel at that left tackle Mm -hmm. spot? He's not done a lot this week. When you move Limmer to right guard, you move Braun over to left guard. So, and you move Latham from left guard out to right tackle. So, yeah, there's reason to focus on the center. And one could certainly argue that that's the critical piece in all the uh, all of this, and it might be. But you've got a lot of other issues up there as well. So I don't think there's any magic wand that you're going to wave over all this. But they obviously feel like this gives them a chance to be better. And you mentioned Devin Manuel. Coach talked about that. They were in spiders on Monday, so I mean it's not as as full of practice, and then. He's rested some. He said he's going to put him back in practice today, but it's really more Maybe. of a walkthrough on Thursdays, right? Yeah, they they obviously don't don't do as much, and the heavy hitting and things like that are over. And you know, sometimes you get into a situation where you got to get a guy to Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly when it's in a critical spot. Sometimes when we talk about critical spots, we focus on the guys that have the football, uh, but. Mm-hmm. All you've got to do is watch a little bit of Arkansas video this year and yeah. realize what a critical spot that is. So uh, they, they they want him available on Saturday. He's he's played a lot of snaps uh, last couple of weeks. You know, as, as crazy as it sounds, as much as they're relying on him, that was his first career start. That was his first start Saturday against Texas A&M. So uh, they've decided that they're, you know, they feel like their best case is to have him at him is their left tackle. So they're doing everything they can this week to get him ready to play. And here's exactly what Coach said about Devin Manuel. Well, he'll be fine. Uh, we're going to rest him. Yes, to answer your question, has he been dealing with injuries? Yeah, all year. But we're going to rest him a little bit just to have him available for Saturday. We may rest him today and practice him tomorrow, but we need him available. And so we're going to try to do the best we can to get him there. I always wonder what it's like as a as a guy that's playing D1 football when you have a, an injury that doesn't prohibit you from being on the field, but it doesn't necessarily help you getting better when you're either having to practice or, or, or play just dealing with that. And we saw, I thought he performed, uh, he didn't start against LSU, Chuck, but he played well. And you mentioned his first start. And they obviously see enough of him, even if he's not 100% healthy, to think that he's worthy of playing that position. Well, he's 6'9 and 3'10". That's a good start. And he's, um, you know, as my grandfather would say, he's still green as a gourd. But he's, um, you know, he's a guy that you want to make it. You know, they've obviously made an investment in him. And, you know, and um, he's too big a guy and too good an athlete not to give him every opportunity to be your player over there. Do you have, you mentioned that. My my uh, my grandpa's phrase growing up, Chuck, was you don't like it till you try it. And a lot of times in that case, I tried food. <laughs> Sounds and, like a recipe for trouble. Yeah. Uh, and he, it, this was in 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 the, in the uh, like, all what was being served on the table. It's like, you oh, won't I like it. You. So that I was the you. typical. For, did you have a grandfather phrase, Tommy, that you still remember to this day from your grandpa that sticks with you all these years later? That you passed on probably your son and kept it it's as not your own. Sidetrack or yeah. anything, but 
probably not one I need to. Uh, let me think on that. Let me come back to you. You can't on that. say on the FCC uh, no. restricted airwaves. Depends on which side well, of the family I'm going. Tommy's well, granddad was gruff. He was a gruff. Well, guy. depends on which side of the family I'm going. Well, that's well, why Tommy's so uh, rugged. Had two great ones. Yeah, that's what I think when I think Tommy Craft rugged exterior. Yeah. While we do that, while Tommy, my wife says that often. Yeah, while Tommy <laughs> contemplates on that, let's go to the McCarty Daniel Hotline and welcome in Pig Suey this morning. Pig Suey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, uh, not too much, man, just listening to the show. And uh, and I was reading on the Internet that the contract uh, has a below 500 clause and wanted you to comment, wanted you guys to comment on that. Um, I mean, I guess my thoughts are I did not like uh, Pittman's resume, but I like his authenticity, and that's won me over to give him some grace. Um, although that fourth and one and the shotgun formation just, it's really uh, taken up a lot of that grace that a lot of us fans have. But I guess what I wanted Chuck to comment on, I'd like for Chuck to rank uh, the coaches post-Broyles, like which one's the most charismatic and which one's the most authentic. I think Dave Van Horn, to me, is the most authentic coach uh, you know, in baseball. But I'd like for him to rank maybe authenticity with football coaches. And to me, Sam Pittman may be the number one authentic what you see is what you get in the way he talks he doesn't get too uh you know embellish you know kind of like uh left lane hammer down comments uh but anyway i wanted you guys to comment on that and maybe talk about the contract and you know we're rooting to turn this program around you know however if you know if, if hunter loses confidence you know if the media loses confidence in sam Pittman, we got to make a change you know uh maybe there's some cost savings if we you know, don't go 500. But anyway, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks. Well, I don't think the media has anything to do with what happens with Coach Pittman. My opinion doesn't affect Hunter's judgment or opinion. And at this point, uh, we, we've seen some fans, some people get at us via phone calls, via text on the McCarty Daniel hotline that this staff needs to be fired. Sam needs to be gone. I, I'm not on that point yet. I don't. I think it would take a lot for me to, to get there at that point. I think when you talk about authenticity, there's a lot of truth to what you just said, Sam Bean. And I really enjoy his Monday press conferences after he's got a chance to look at the film and talk about that. And I think most people you come into contact with, or he's come into contact with, tell you that he is that exact same way. Chuck, you'd have a better, again, you've got a better relationship with him than I do. And I would guess you would echo that wholeheartedly. Well, he's the genuine article. There's no doubt about that. And uh, we've we've got... At least the coaches that I've worked with, I, I've found every single one of them to be authentic, and I think that's one of the things that you have to do to be a good coach. You got to be who you are. Um, there, there's, you know, we we think there are models, but at the end of the day, you've you've got to be exactly who you are. I don't know anything about the contract. I have no idea what you're talking about there. To be frank, um, I don't think we're going to change coaches. I'll just put it that way. The bio, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. The buyout class when they restructured Sam's contract is kind of what Pig Suey said that if he's below five hundred fifty percent, it's fifty percent of the buyout. But again, I don't think we're at that point in terms of the fourth and one. I'm going to be honest. If they run out a shotgun or pistol or anything that's not below under center, then I'm going to lose my mind. So I don't even care if they don't complete it. If Dan Enos or Sam Pittman, whichever one in that situation does not call that, I'm going to lose it. Now, you're probably going to be in a situation where you'll have to go for it at some point based on the way Ole Miss can score points. If you try and it doesn't work, the fan base is going to say, you know what, I understand, Coach, you were right. They're probably still going to be mad, 
because you didn't actually convert it. But I'm at this point when we're heading into the sixth game for this Arkansas football team. Line your 6'3", 242 quarterback under center. Hope to God that Bo Limmer, Kudis, and Braun blow someone off the ball and just have Dominique and the rest of the guys shove KJ like their life depended on it. That's just where I am at this point. If it doesn't work, whatever. Just try it if you're going to go for it on fourth and one. With a reshuffled offensive line. Might as well. That hasn't worked. Nothing else has worked to that point when you've tried everything else. And I'll say this. No one complained when you were 8 for 13 on third down in Baton Rouge and you completed a couple third and ones from the shotgun. He went. But if you try that and you don't get it Saturday night in Oxford, people are going to be about as mad as they've been all season because it's the same old story. Uh, And I get the... The anger because the, fin- the finality of, of your series and your possession on fourth down when you don't convert. But we need to be just as focused on first down product- productivity, first down efficiency. You get in these spots on fourth down, Ty, because you're not very good on first down. And, Chuck, that's what they got to be better at is first and second down performance. That's why they have found themselves making hard decisions on fourth down. I just want them to win a game. You know, uh, and 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 we've broken everything down. The fourth and one contracts. I mean, everybody's talking about everything, and I get it when you lose three in a row. That you know, if you don't say everybody needs to be fired, um, you know, you're an apologist. I, you're not I, a real I, fan. I mean, you're not I, a real fan if you don't I fire understand, somebody. I understand how all that works. <laughs> you I, don't I, love I've, the Razorbacks. <laughs> I've seen this happen more than once over the years. But now fire uh, them all if you love your it's, team. Fire uh, them. That's just that's just kind of how the week is. Tommy, you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. We didn't get to the soundbite of the Manning brothers. Now, fourth and one, again, is something that New England attempted this past weekend, wasn't able to get it. And Eli and Peyton on the Manning cast, they, they didn't like what, it, when they, what they saw when it came to the pushing of Mac Jones. Hurts just should have patented it and said, only, I'm the only one that can do this. See, that, hey, that left, that guard's got to get his hand more on the butt. He's got to get it up in there a little more. He's not he pushing hard enough. He didn't get a push. Yeah. Pre-snap, he's got to have his hand on the butt and then yeah. go, right? He's you, waiting. You see? He's got he's no space. He's not quarterback. He's no chance that's going to work. you got to push the right butt cheek specifically. Yes. <laughs> each only got a butt cheek. they got to get, yeah, that is disappointing. Yeah. I think each, I mean, there's three, there's three guys back there. One takes each cheek and one goes right down the middle. There's room in there. It is a... <laughs> Too stupid Thursday, so I thought that soundbite pit. Hey, maybe that's why. Well maybe today. the team doesn't want to run that play at Arkansas. Based on that analysis right there, that there's a lot of execution that has to go into that, boys. I guess. Uh, I guess. The, and on cheek, some of the running backs don't want to push KJ's uh, butt. Leverage. In it's always about leverage. Uh, yeah. In that situation, but I thought that was one of the. Uh, I mean, you just think about that. If you're KJ and you're the one getting pushed, your face mask is, might be, end up somewhere you don't want your face mask to be. Oh, no question. Yeah. It's, you think that rule is going to get changed? I do. Is it is it injury prone? I mean, there's a lot of I mean, diving. I think it's beneath. stupid. It's rugby like. I'm not saying rugby's a bad game. I'm just saying scrums. I mean, it looks like a scrum at the goal line. I, I, there's something pure about it. It's mono e mono. You pure. can't stop us pushing somebody from behind. What's well, pure it, about that? No. But you stop it. Well, let me give you another example. In that game last week, where Arkansas somehow stole the ball at the bottom of the pile to get the the oh, possession yeah. back. That was a, a, a scrum underneath there. I mean, well, ugly things happened in the pile. It was clear from the replay. I'm Arkansas just didn't have at that the goal line. Be a man, run it in. 
I uh, I I don't know how they recovered that uh, that yeah. muff punt or not muff Similar, punt. They, the fumble Isaiah Satania had during the course of that. game. I think it's an impossible play for the defense to stop when well, executed well by the offense. New, I, I just don't think you can stop it. New England. And, well, if you, if 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 you get low up front, yeah. But I mean. You know, everybody's talking about Arkansas running that quarterback sneak. Didn't they try one against Western Carolina? They did, and I, I was, I, I mentioned that yesterday. Don't you think maybe that made an impression on them? Things have changed, man. Hey, listen, you heard, you heard I'm coach, just asking. You heard I'm coach just asking. this week. He likes what he sees from the offensive line. He likes what, what he sees. What do you want him to say? Yeah. I don't want him to say that they've been horrible this week, and we're going to get demolished on Saturday night, but. I just wanted to, to see it once. The fan base wants it. They're clamoring for it. They're asking for it. I've well, seen. Well, I hear you on that, but that's not why you call a play. You, you call listen, a play because you think it's going to work. You or you don't call it. a play because you don't think it will. It'll work. You listen to them. You'll sit with them. Yeah. You know? it'll 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 work on Saturday night. All hopefully right. that uh, hopefully that ends. Oh, up I hey, I don't operate under any illusion. I know you've got a, a solid backing when you say that. I understand <laughs> that you're with the people on that. One. I just. I just have to believe logically <laughs> that they've tried something in practice along these lines, and they can't they can't pull it off in practice. So why call it in the game? Yeah, Chucky, you mentioned a rule change. I do want to at some point, probably next segment, get into the rule change we saw with the the transfer portal. I know you guys are more concerned with now you can't take professional photos on unofficial visits, only on <laughs> official visits. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, like you can't take you can't put the uniform on, take a picture with Moss. Is that what it means? Like they hire photographers for oh, these I things, know. and I know. so now mom glamour and, shots. Now mom and pop <laughs> have to just pull out the old iPhone or bring the I got camera. You. Okay, so that, that's I got the, you. Uh, that's been the change at, at this point. But there isn't, again, the... the no rule. hair and makeup now? Yeah. Co- Coach touched on this, um, I think, with you last night, Chuck, talking about it. I want to I get into that coming up in just a bit. Have you watched any of the MLB playoffs, Chuck, with the Cardinals out? I'd... I watched a little bit here and there the day before yesterday and a little bit here and there yesterday. Uh, Major League Baseball's got a problem now. The playoffs are underway, and they got two straight off days before anybody plays again. These series all ended in two games. There's, yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing to show till Saturday. Rangers, Rangers advance. The Twins advance. The Diamondbacks advanced, and forgetting the other team. What time do the Cubs play? What did you say yesterday? Kind of, I, I, Same I, time the Cardinals. Well, I mean, all I heard all year long is how there much better the, the how much better the Cubs were than the Cardinals, and Big I can't find C their game on TV anywhere. Little Cubs yeah. Cardinals rift. This is well, why we, I didn't. Hey, we've known that. all year the Cardinals weren't very good. I didn't, all the Cubs have said, "Well, how hey, much better they are." I can't find their game anywhere. I didn't talk any crap all year because I knew the Cubs would blow it. Hey, <laughs> that's Christian, really why. Christian, hit him with hit him with who's won the last World Series. Hit him with that one. <sighs> The Cubs, you but count them up? Uh, you know, even even yeah, I, let's that, count them up. Even, count as, them up. even as a let's Cubs fan, the last World Series, I'm I'm kind of already moved past that. I, I kind of would like to be good again. Yeah. So let's just well, yeah. hundred years from now, you know, yeah, whatever's left, maybe we'll be a, able to celebrate another. Just one. don't bring that so. goat. Don't bring Billy Goat. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.